This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season. So don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to another Swans Cast podcast. I've got a different background today because I've uh, rejigged all my setup around and something broke, so I've had to change it up, but it looks nice, doesn't it? It's not bad. <laughs> Better than the mess behind me anyway. Re- redecorated. Hopefully soon I will need to have a background because... Um, been doing some stuff in the house and have a nicer background to actually show but um yeah it's a bit of a mess still but there we go people on spotify don't even need to care about that They're just listening to our lovely voices so uh welcome back i've got myself luke and lee's here as well hello back as always yeah you've got a nice again. background as well Here's my behind. background i'm on uh, i'm on kill the hill at the moment yeah is there yeah. a fire there <laughs> probably <laughs> Well, there might be a zipline there soon, apparently, so that'll be nice. Yeah, I've been here now for ages. Zipline yeah, into the stadium and then... Uh, zipline out, maybe. more like it. Yeah, zipline out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had to talk. We, obviously, well, we, meant, we did want to do an episode last week. We intended to, just didn't happen. Um, work and life just gets in the way sometimes. It is tricky, you're not going to lie. But yeah, we keep going the best we can, so we're back now. So we will touch on some of the things. We've got a couple of talking points to go through today rather than necessarily revisit uh, specifically what happened in the last two weeks. But we will be revisiting what happened in the last two weeks through these talking points, I guess, if that makes sense. It will make sense when we start talking about it. But we're generally going to be um, going for the main overarching topic of what next for Russell Martin and then delving into that question a little bit. So... Um, We'll see where it goes, really, in the next hour or so. I'm sure there's plenty to say. Yeah, plenty going on at the moment. Yeah. Last um, few weeks have been uh, quite busy. Interesting. interesting, to say the least. Yeah. So, so obviously, I was going to, I usually ask what we've been up to. I'd imagine you're going to say Six Nations because rugby is back at the moment, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, we're blessed with some great uh, results at the moment between the Swans and the rugby. But, it's good uh, being a fan of Welsh and Swans sport, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, we, uh, well, yeah, obviously we're filming on Sunday. So uh, I went out yesterday to watch the Wales-Scotland game. The Ireland-France game, which is good to be fair, but I, Wales at the moment, I, I, I don't even know anymore. But we've, um, 
we've like the problems with Welsh rugby have been masked because the the you know the international team been doing so well. We always seem to unearth like world class players, and then everything seems like it's okay because the international team's doing so well. But now that it's not, <clears throat> yeah. you can just see that there's problems across the board. So that's probably could probably do a whole podcast on that. Probably. Um, this is quite funny, right? My microphone, if you look at the camera, my microphone is like here where my hand is like. Oh, yeah. So if I go behind it, I don't have an arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the floor of the background. These are quite sensitive, aren't they? These, yeah. These <laughs> um, yeah, Welsh rugby, yes. Um, don't know. don't know what to think. I think Gallant shouldn't have come back personally, but it's going to be a tricky task for him. I'm not sure he's going to be able to do it. He hasn't been there long, really, is he? I mean, he only came in in January. No, so. I'm not I'm not criticising his results. I think he left at no, the right time. And there's more issues that, like you said, have been masked by the success. It was always going to come to a point where that stops being the case. Um, yeah. At some point, you know. We are still relying on a lot of the same team. It's quite an old team, isn't it? That, that yeah. helped him through his heyday. And we got close to being, you know, finalists in the World Cup whatever a couple of times so we 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 had some good runs under Gatland but a lot of them players now who's next and and yeah. it's too late for this World Cup to kind of work that out so he's kind of got a, a you know a hard job on his hands but it's or like win it yeah. but it's like <laughs> does it damage his legacy you know is that I what don't he, think, he's I don't remembered think for no, I don't think it will. No, I think he's done so much when he was here. I think he'll, over time, he'll forget about this if he's like if he's only here for like a year or two. They signed him to the next World Cup, and he. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was an option, wasn't it? I I don't know if they will. I don't know if it was just sort of a patch job for now, but we'll see. Do you think one of the big problems is the Gatland rule thing with the players not being able to leave? I don't know, really. I I think it's. It, that is an issue, but I, I kind of agree with it because we need to encourage people to stay in Wales. Yeah, play but they're all rugby. starting to not care. Yeah, I know, but they're not caring because the regions are a sham. I know, like, the Ospreys are doing well at the moment, but, like, it's just uh, it's absolutely horrendous at the moment, the state of the game, like, below the international level. It's just it's horrendous. Like, it, yeah. we just don't get we just don't get the numbers anymore, like, I watched the documentary about Wales in the seventies and just like the number of players we had playing and number of players that were available coming through were just ridiculous. And and now we just like the numbers are dwindling in Wales. You know, teams are not playing. There's hundreds of games being called off because you know a local level and and a bit higher. Yeah, just because they haven't got enough players. It's just a bit worrying. But um, we'll see. Like I said, we always seem to unearth like. One or two good players, though. We still managed to find one or two good world-class players. So, um, yeah, we'll see anyway. Is Zamet injured at the moment or something? Yeah, I think he had a knock in the air. So he's up at the moment. So that Rio Dyer should have scored last, yesterday. Yeah, but... Maybe the pass yeah, was just, hard. But... Just way off it yesterday. Hmm. Anyway, that's enough of rugby. So as always, um, if you are enjoying what we're talking about, don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube or follow us on Spotify. And leave a like as well to show you enjoyed what we're talking about. Get involved in the comments to give us your thoughts and feedback. And if you've got any questions or any things to ask that we can discuss in the next video, let us know. And uh, 
we'll be sure to raise the topics going forward. We always like a bit of fan interaction. It's more uh, relatable. That's what we're going for in a bit of discussion. So get involved. And um, it's all a game of opinions at the end of the day. We're not necessarily writing what we're saying. We're just trying to discuss it, see see what's going on. Sometimes we will be a little bit left field, but sometimes you just got to ask the questions, haven't you? It's got to be done. Which is perhaps maybe what we'll do a little bit of today. So obviously the theme, as I said, what next for Russell Martin? Um, so the first place to start is the form, I guess. Why is he being questioned? Or by some quarters anyway. I know he's still got a lot of back and it's still a little bit of like a lot of people would be happy to see him go, I guess. A lot of people have sympathy for him, think he's got a impossible job on his hands, maybe. That's all the things we're going to talk about today. Um, but two wins in 16 is the facts on the paper. That is that is the form, two wins in 16 games. Now, there's quite a lot of draws in there, but two losses now in a row. A lot of goals conceded, seven in the last two games. Uh, obviously, the 4-3 loss to Birmingham, which in itself asks maybe more questions than just bad defending. There's other issues there. And the yeah. 3-0 loss to Sheffield, which... We just had a recap of the goals before jumping on you, and I'm not sure we wanted to do that. Um, yeah, no. 15th in the table, 39 points. We've been saying for a long time, only three points off the playoffs. It's starting to slip away now. It's seven points all of a sudden. Um, yep. So, yeah, what next? We have got a game in Andon Wofford, though, who are in sixth, but then Middlesbrough have got two uh, two games in Andon, and they're higher. So it's starting to slip away. Some teams are starting to get some form together that's sticking there's a lot of teams still in our boat but some teams are starting to look like they want to push for the second half of the season we don't look like we are one of them so two wins in 16 what's going wrong well it's just there's plenty going wrong at the moment isn't there like on and off the pitch but um i i could be wrong i could be wrong but i think that the it's gone the playoffs gone i think the season's over um, I can't see us. I mean, um, it's not it's not beyond us. We could pick up, you know, a bit of form and go on a run and get into the playoffs late. But I just I can't I can't see it at the moment. Um, what's going wrong? I I don't know. I think let's take let's just take the owners out of it for a minute because we know the problems and we'll come on and talk about that and the transfer window and everything. That's obviously a major factor. Not uh, not disputing that. But I just, I just want to push back a little bit because it seems like that with a lot of fans, like Russell Martin has a free pass because the owners have been, have done what they've done or, or what they haven't done. They haven't backed us in this transfer window. It seems like Russell Martin's got a free pass that, oh, you know, he, it doesn't matter. He can't, you know, he can't do anything. He's, he's, got, he's played, you know, he's going with one hand tied behind his back and all this. And, and it just seems to have like a free hit. Um, but I think you've got to be careful because I think he does need to be criticised sometimes. Um, and I, I just, I just, I, I don't like the fact that fans just think, oh, you know, he's he, he can do whatever he wants. Basically, if we lose ten games in a row, be like, oh, well, he hasn't signed players, you know, he hasn't done this. Whereas before, like, it's kind of been the situation since we've come down. It always has been. You know, like obviously he didn't get anybody in January, which was ridiculous, but. You know, we have had some players for two years that he's been here. He has sort yeah. of had players come in and go, 
in the two. I know this was a bad window. This was a really bad window, but I do think we have, you know, we needed some cover basically, didn't we? Um, and that was bad. But he has had, well, he has had a bit of cover at this point. Is we need some players yeah. to come into the first team and challenge. Yeah, yeah, we do. And I know I'm not disputing that. I think like the the window is absolutely shocking, and that's that needs to be addressed. But then, like you said, two wins in 16 games. That's that's ridiculous. That's horrendous form. That's relegation form. And then, you know, you look at like since since the Cardiff win, we beat Cardiff at home. Seems like ages ago now. Those are the 16 games since, and we had the World Cup in between. There's two wins. One was the Watford win at Christmas, the four 0 which was a bit. I, I it was a bit a bit of a mad game. They played really well. It was just a bit of a one off, it seems like. And the other one was Sunderland away where they went down to ten men. I don't actually think they played that well. Um so I don't know, I'm quite I'm quite worried because it's two it's two years now he's in. Well, before before I say this, I'm not saying sack him by the way either. I just think that's not the way to go. I think he needs time. Um but he has been here for two years and we still can't defend. You look at the two you look at the three goals we conceded <laughs> yesterday. Of, you know, four while goals you're on defending. Yeah, before we went to them, I was gonna just to back a point of undefended, yeah. right? Six clean sheets in thirty games. So that's, that's absolutely atrocious. Bearing in mind though, as well, like he spent two million on Darlin. That was his player that he wanted. That he wanted it's, him in okay. his squad. But like it's not even just Darlin though, is it? So it's um hang on a sec. And he brought Wood. Darlin Wood, Fisher. Sorinola. Sorinola. Um I guess that's it, isn't it? For the defence. Yeah. But that's it's just two seasons now. He's been and we still can't defend. There's no excuse for that. Whatever well, you want to say about the owners. Last year. Yeah. But then you could say we had like Wolf and Christie, perhaps we were helping that a little bit there. Yeah. With the scent, you know, but then they prioritised centre backs in the summer. Maybe that wasn't where they needed to prioritise. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying as well. Like I know everyone says, like, oh, he hasn't been back. He hasn't been back. He hasn't been back. All those players he wanted. Now Wood was like on his radar from MK Dons. I know he's very young as well, so he's got you know a long way to go. Sorinola he wanted doesn't play him. Wood wasn't from MK Dons. He was from um, Middlesbrough. No, I know, but I know he was Middlesbrough. But he had like he identified him oh, okay. using MK Dons. I don't think I remember him saying he was looking at. Yeah, him, yeah, okay. Like previously. Um, obviously, Darlin, Sorinola, Fisher. <laughs> Everybody's absolutely killing Fisher at the moment. Like, oh my God, like, get him out of the city. That's a Russ, that's Russ Martin's player. He wanted him. So, if everyone's saying, like, oh, how bad he is, and I've seen horrendous abuse from him, and he hasn't been great, obviously. But, like, but then it's like, oh, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Russell Martin's got a free pass. <laughs> yeah, but I just think he's be that terrible. much better than him. I don't even know if he has. He's done a I don't know. Job, I, just, I don't know. But, like, he hasn't been, like, Lately, like he's made a couple of errors as well. So, do you blame the keepers like necessarily? Just I don't know. Like, if you look at the, if you look at last week and and yesterday again, Sheffield United and Birmingham game last week, I think the the last goal was a bit dodgy for Sheffield United. He comes out and cleans out Cabango. I mean, we'll come on to that. But then last week, I it was Cabango's fault for the penalty. Um, I think maybe one. Was his fault? Where he should have come out when he was backtracking one on one. The other ones, I don't think he can save the two headers. Um, but he got, and I know he did. He did make a big mistake, but it didn't lead to a goal. But he got absolutely slated for it. 
So I don't know, it just seems a bit of a weird narrative. It's like Fisher, Fisher out, Fisher, Fisher. This is awful, is awful, is awful. And then in the same breath, it's like, oh, Martin's working with one hand tied behind his back. Well, he brought Fisher into the club because he wanted him. Yeah. So I, so I you know, I, I don't know. I, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna slate him too much because I, look, I, I really like him. I want him to stay. I want him to have the time. But then you also got to be careful that you're not just like, oh, everything he does is right. You know, you can't slate. Oh, you're not allowed to slate him. If you say he's done something wrong, my God, like that's that's wrong. He's young himself. He's still learning. Yeah. And that's that's where you've got to decide where we are and what the expectations are, I guess. Um, there's a lot of questions in there, but it's like, if that's what the... That's what the if you're going to say, look, it's a project with time, look, maybe we're, it's going to take a bit longer than we thought. I'll be honest about it. Is that communication. Yeah. At least you can set yourself up for it. Um, yeah. It doesn't help when you have a transfer window like January when it comes to like fan. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> Keeping them on board, you know what I mean? And the thing is, as well, I know we were on a bad form anyway. <sighs> Obviously, the Sunderland game was all right. And then. I know, I know you said they didn't play that well necessarily, but got a win. Yeah. But Bristol City was a bit poor. We draw our QPR. And then that was it for January, wasn't it? Because the Stoke got postponed and then it was Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, the interview I saw, I saw Martin speaking after the January transfer and he just seems done. Like, he's yeah. deflated. And I, I have a bit of an issue with that because I understand that he's, he, I, you know, myself, I would be annoyed at the way the January transfer window went. But I think, and I think he's been quite clever in a way because he's got the fans on his side. He's saying, oh, like the owners, he's basically in, in so many ways, he's saying, oh, I know I'm doing so much and doing as much as I can. Like I got a lot of time for the club. I love the fans, all this. He's positioned himself very well off this transfer window, I think. I'm not saying he doesn't mean it because like, you know, he, I think I do get that he, you get the sense that he really does like being here and wants to do well here. But I also think like he said all the right things to position himself in a good place, like off the back of that window. And like that attitude, like him just being like down and done, it's going onto the pitch. Yeah. You see it yesterday when I highlighted that thing to you earlier, where that second goal comes off the bar and nobody reacts to it. The body language mm-hmm. is awful. And I just everyone think, in the wall, wasn't it? Everyone in the wall was just watching Anna Cham. Yeah, I get the frustration. I do understand. I'm frustrated myself. But then that like sulky attitude and being down, oh, I'm done, and you know, I'm it's low. That's just that's just feeding into the players. Yeah. And I have got I, a bit of an issue with that at the moment. I do understand the frustration, but then that's not good enough. Like when you go to play on Saturday, you can't have everybody just sulking. Oh, uh, you know, because he made a comment in the in the in the press conference after the game yesterday, where he said, "Oh, I think it was the first goal. Is it Sandenberg that scored the first goal? I think it was. Yeah, I think yeah. Anyway, well, he said something like, "Oh, you know, we made a mistake or something, and then and then we're punished. Someone scored who they paid a lot of money for. It's like, well, hang on, there can't be an excuse now for every game. Like, oh yeah, they paid money for players, so you know it's okay if we lose. I just think that attitude's like feeding into the pitch. No, I don't like it." Yeah, it's true. I mean, no, it's fair. Like, it is definitely rubbing off. Like, you can, I do, you know, people slated Cooper when he was here, but he made us hard to beat based on what we had. And, uh, exactly. Defending, like, we just, you know, we, 
Our goal scoring is not even that bad. Like, we could score more, but it isn't actually that bad. Our goal scoring in no. terms of the league. I'm trying to even get it up now. Hang on. So we've got. Well, why, why do you get goals. that up? Oh, we've got 43 goals. I was going to say, while we got that up, in that. Um... In this 16-game stretch, I had a look earlier. Um, you might want to double-check my maths, but I had a look earlier. It was um, in those 16 games, we've only won two. We've conceded 25 goals. I didn't include the the extra time goal that Bristol City scored, so that would be 26, but 25 joined, goals. Yeah, we're joint fourth on goals scored. Says it yeah, all. that's good. It's good. Yeah, but we can't defend. Like Literally, yeah, you need I mean, to be so tough that... in this league. You have and we've to been be slating good. Peru for his goal scoring this year, but actually he's... That's picked up lately, too bad, yeah. He has picked up lately, in all fairness, with his goal scoring. He like he could, like, he could get twenty this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he will, but he could. He's on like, um, oh, he's on eleven. So maybe, maybe we'll get there. There's only like, what was there fourteen games left or something? Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, that's that's an average. High of... teens, isn't it? High teens is good. Oh, yeah. I mean, like 15 goals for a season in the championship is pretty good off the back of 20 last year. I mean, you can't that's, you can't argue with that. Um, but that's like the, the goals are conceding in those 16 games. It's an average of one and a half goals every game. Surrendous. What did Whitaker do when he came on yesterday? I didn't really see... Um, I didn't really see much of it, to be honest. Um, I just, just like the fanfare of him in here and just he's going to be our saviour, so... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't just wanted to see what he did because it didn't look like did much. I know. No, sorry, that's probably harsh. We were going to come at me. Um, I'm not saying I expect him fireworks. Just the way that people speak about him in it. Yeah, he came on in the 55th yeah. minute, so we had nearly the full second half to do something. Um, and he let's have a look. Touches 18. Didn't. I don't know. Not much going on there. Not much to, to really discuss anyway, but yeah, I'm not I'm not judging him off this. Just just some people seem to think he was gonna be amazing. So yeah. we were in we were touching reality, saying you know he, he's done good in League One, but I don't think he necessarily showed that when he was here before. But then maybe his head's not in the same place as it was when he was excelling at Plymouth, and it got to take yeah. that into consideration. Okay, so <clears throat> a lot going wrong then. The form's not going great. He did touch on it already with some players getting stick, like Fisher, and and obviously we needed to sign some players in January. We'll discuss that. But do you want to speak more about like Fisher specifically, like getting stick? Is it fair? Do you think is it is it is the criticism um, warranted? Or I think I think criticism is fair, but it's like it seems a bit over the top for me. Like it seems like like he's been the the scapegoat for all of our problems. Now, don't forget, he hasn't played in all these 16 games where we've won only won two games. He's in like not the last like, two or three, any? Exactly. Uh, but even when Bender got injured, like before he even kicked the ball, it was like, oh my God, the season's over, Fisher's back in. Like, what does that do for a player's confidence? He is absolutely yeah. destroyed. Like, okay, I, I do agree. Like, does probably does deserve a bit of criticism. He's make some mistakes, but it just seems a bit over the top for me. It seems a bit over the top, especially when, like, other players and the manager don't get that same level of stick for making bigger mistakes, I'd say. What players do you think should be getting a bit more stick then? I don't know. I can't think of specific, but say like... I would say Cabango. I don't, I don't think he's been having a great season. No, that's just a great, just a great example because yesterday he was awful again and he was against Birmingham. Absolutely atrocious. 
But he does. This, he doesn't seem to get that level of stick. Do you know what I mean? No, because he's one of our own and all that. But I just don't think he's had a good year. Really, Joe, he's had some highlight moments. But it's been quite a few games where I think Cabango has been poor. Well, I think like yeah, well, nine times out of ten, Joel in his class. But I went to Sunderland, he was absolutely awful, I thought, in that game. Give away so much ball. But then like it's not it just doesn't fit the narrative then, does it, to say that he's that he's that, that he's had a bad game, you know, and Cabango. And it used to be Grimes. I remember at the start of the season, there was I, I always laugh at this. There was someone sitting by me in the stadium, and I think Grimes give the ball away. And this was obviously at the start. And I think Grimes has sort of come into his own now. And I think a lot of fans obviously have accepted that he's Yeah, because there was a game where he was not available and everyone realised what he does. Yeah. And I think I remember a specific game where he tried maybe a forward pass or something and give it away. And then there's fans around me up and, oh, my God, Grimes again, giving the ball away rubbish. Oh, my God, terrible, all this. And then I think like Joe Allen gave the ball away five minutes later and it was, oh, unlucky, Joe, unlucky. Come on, Joe, let's go, unlucky. <laughs> Just like, well, you know. Yeah, that's fair. I'm um, not slating. I don't, I don't come across like, I'm like slating Joe Atlan because he's like he's outstanding, obviously. And hats off, he retired this week, didn't he, from Wales? Being one of the yeah best players in my time, anyway. Welsh players, outstanding. But then I'm just saying, like, you can't destroy Fisher for making a couple of mistakes and then not call anyone else out on their mistakes. No, that's true. Um, okay, so Bender got injured. In which it was in the QPR game. QPR game. So in January. Yeah. Highlighting, we probably knew because QPR was on the 21st of January. So we would have known the extent of his injury before the transfer window closed. Right. We obviously were already looking to fix a few problems that we didn't fix. That would have added to the list of things. But would that have been something important, especially if, even if it's just cover for Fisher, do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to knock Webb, who's on the bench, as the cover. Maybe Martin is like comfortable with that. But I don't believe I recall him making an appearance for the first team. I could be wrong. Maybe he has. I don't recall that he has. I don't think he has. Um, was he on the bench for Sheffield? Yeah, he was on the bench for Sheffield. Uh, yeah, so... Just that, well, I mean, we we know how January went, but again, like we desperately needed players. Goalkeeper was added to the list. But like, what is the importance of the failings of January on maybe the season, on Martin, on I know you touched on it, you can't use it as an excuse, but it must it, it's gotta we've got to take it into consideration, surely, in an, to oh, an no, extent. Like... like and what's the owner saying to him? Because he seemed pretty in his in his interview afterwards, he seemed so downbeat about the fact that, like, he did think they were at least going to get something, and he ended up losing significantly to what he had with nothing coming in, other than Whitaker yeah. being recalled, um, and the fact that he called that press conference with all his coaches there to say like, we are still you to like try our best or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that nothing. I know there was obviously the interview then with the owners and all that, and some stuff come up with the trust and. I wonder if he had a slap on the wrist for that. I don't know. I just, it can't, I, I feel like it's not going to be all gravy, is it? The relations there. There's, de- there's, there's definitely a discord between like the staff that work in Swansea day in, day out. Russell Martin, Julian Winter, the, you know, the head of recruitment, um, 
name escapes me now. Josh, you know, something. Uh, I can't remember. But um, yeah, I think there's a massive discord between the staff here and the owners out in America. I think like what was clear in Martin's interview was that he was like, well, it just came across like, well, we've done everything we could possibly do here. They were working on January recruitment from like October or something, he said. Yeah. So obviously between well, we Martin... we said that that was probably the case, didn't we? That they, they had their yeah. plans and then probably got made more difficult by the players kicking off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that's... that. It was going to come on to that as well. That's been a massive factor. I said about like Oberfemi kicking off has had a dent in our season, um, and other players as well. But I think in terms of the, I can't remember what point I was making. Well, no, I, this is what came across when in his interview was that it seemed like they had put so much hard work into identifying targets, like between him and Winter and and head of recruitment. They obviously had a list of targets. He said some were, you know, less realistic than others. Obviously, they got to have plans um and then he touched on like that you know you can't leave it this late and then he mentioned time difference and stuff so it just seemed like there's a massive like miscommunication maybe deliberately from the owner's part yeah maybe they thought right we're gonna wait just until the last minute and see like see if we can sell Whitaker, see if Oberfemi goes see if patterson goes um wait till the last minute and then see if we can just like sort of scrape some money back before we spend well, any more. And it sounded like it became it, desperate They had then. deals, didn't they? They had deals lined up, basically. And Yeah, it sounded like it I became desperate. It's, it's, but I can't remember which interview it was in and who said it, but they were saying how the Levin has the final say on any deal. So they have like yeah. all this stuff in place. They were in contract talks with people. They had it like all done and dusted and ready to be done over the line. And then it's like on his desk and it stays on his desk, it seems, for like a couple of days a week. And then all of a sudden that player's gone somewhere else. Um, and that happened a couple of times by the sounds of it because he just, everything's done you, but he has the final say. So they, that's why they always slows the process down. Someone was saying that, but I can't quite recall where that came from. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I, I, remember, I remember reading something about that or hearing it. Yeah, that sounds right. But um... It might be in the interview himself. But uh, like maybe himself. But um, what was clear though is a massive silly. problem in the process. Just yeah, say say the funds that you've got available and put someone in charge who's more available to deal with it. Because if like stuff moves fast, you know, in in these situations, if he's tied up in America and there's a time difference and all this, and he's like probably got meetings, he got you know he's got a lot a lot of other things going on. He's got other football clubs, he's got other sports clubs. He, yeah. Swans isn't his only business. That's the bottom yeah. line. So. You got all these people to go winter, whatever. Like, surely you can just say this is what you've got available. Like, yeah. that is it. So you make them decisions. Like, why does he need to have that final say on players when he yeah. probably doesn't even understand what they're going to offer? Really, in a footballing sense, he's getting told, isn't he? He's getting told like we want this guy for this reason, whatever. That's not going to mean anything to him. He's only going to be looking at any of them deals from a financial point of view. If he's the guy that's exactly. making that call, it's uh, worrying like, as well. Whatever because... transfers are, even if it's like Martin asking for Fisher, Martin asking for Darling, you know, he's still only ever looking at that. He's probably always like, "Can I resell them on if they have a good season?" Or like, that's always the question. That's probably always what is basing his decision. So any yeah, but kind I think... of January deals that he might have done, 
you probably be paying over the odds new in January usually to get someone in. So then the profit margin in future sales probably comes down. So maybe that's why you're not so happy to to go for yeah. it. But I think like in the summer, for example, we sold Flynn Downs and we I think it was relatively early on in the window. Um so I think they knew that deal was coming. Um and then obviously it did come early. So it was twelve million in the pot. So that probably made it easier to you know, for them yeah. to sign off and say, yeah, go and sign. But this window, I think it seems like the the, the proper issue that Martin had was that they left it so late. I think he, he commented on that a couple of times. I think they might, they, like you said, they probably come across his desk and he's like, right, okay, we'll see. Let's see if Whittaker goes. Let's see if uh, we can sell Oberfermi. And they left it too late. Like, But they it looks it sounds worrying. It sounds like it became desperate in the end because they were on about uh, Carl and Grant, weren't they? And I think coming in on loan yeah and but that I, was I relying was on him. West Brom um having someone in themselves so you're relying on I know but that's you like, can't even control but we hadn't even heard of a like a Carl and Grant rumor until like an hour left of the window that night or half an hour left that way I'm just thinking where's that come from that's just desperation at that point surely and then they yeah. said that I'm sure I can't remember where, it was either Silverstein or Levine said that they actually avoided some mistakes because they were going to make players out of desperation, like the highest paid player in the squad. Now, I don't know who that was. It might have been... No, it was Grant. Carl and Grant was going to be one of the highest earners, wasn't he? And then... But they'll they'll do that, but then... Although he's going not... to come in on loan, I thought, wasn't he? Yeah, he's going to come in on loan, but maybe obviously he's on big wages. He was taking his wage. But <clears throat> yeah. it just seems like that was... It's really worrying because it just seemed like they were way off the process i don't I, I don't know why and obviously i we share russell martin's frustration with that because maybe two players two three players we would have been maybe looking up i don't know the form doesn't suggest it but you never know yeah come out with a slump and you never know in it but we're not getting out of the slump as a problem um i do love the fact that look another team from the sheffield game Obviously, Latabody got injured, and Soranola still isn't starting at right back. Norton came in, yeah. Um, which was there was rumours about him not having the right attitude, and at the same time as Patterson, and they dropped out of the squad. We've hardly seen Soranola since. He can't get on. He can't. I mean, I'm not saying he's not like Norton's been good for us, but he's always kind of been centre back, and that we've very rarely been used right back recently. And he's getting in ahead of the guy we signed to play there. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot. he is kind of finished here. He just didn't get recalled. It kind of feels like. Yeah. Which is another player on the bench just sitting there, you know, so it's not helping the situation. Like, not an option. He's an option if Norton gets injured. Like, oh, you've got to put him like on. out of absolute desperation. Yeah, I've oh, got to put him on now, for God's sake. That sort of thing, yeah. which is not right. I'm not saying he's had an X in the season either. I don't think he's been that good. But, like, something's happened again there. Like, what is it with... I don't know, the players that we are signing and throwing their toys out the pram. You are right, though. Like, if if they did have any preparation, I think we spoke about this already in one of the other podcasts, for whatever they were going to get in January. I'm sure that changed when all the players started kicking off. Um, and yeah. that must not have helped. But, like, what happened to the original pre-planning? Like, you could have at least got one of them in instead of nothing. Because yeah. they would have had plans from October, like, stuff on on thingy's desk but like i just you know these guys were still here then and they weren't necessarily trying to ship them out so why did we have to wait at least to get one of the ones that was originally planned to be an option 
Um, yeah, just, the, fact, just know. the fact they brought nobody in and lost, you know, Obafemi, Okoflex went back. Um, Finley Stevens. Finley Stevens went back. And then we've, uh, um, I mean, not that it, oh, not that it matters in terms of first team, but then again, it shows past mistakes. Ogbeta going out yep. alone. Brandon Cooper. I mean, yeah. Why we? I feel like he could have had a place in first team this year. Like instead of, I'm, I'm not saying Wood's been bad, but like, could we have not just not bought Wood, got someone else in a position that we needed more cover in, and used Cooper? You know, that would have been a better option, considering yeah. how hard it seems for us to get people in, get like someone in yeah. a position that we're struggling and use Cooper. Or, or Darlin, do we need to spend two million on Darlin to develop Cooper instead? I don't think he's he had that bad of a time when he was in the team last year. Um, and then Garrick, isn't it? Like, we talk, we're crying out for pace. He's gone Forest Green on a free Forest transfer, Green. basically. I know. I think, I think that might be. That might have been part of it as well. Like they needed to ship off a few more before they could maybe get some of their signings over the line. And the fact then that they didn't get them over the line has left us in like an awful position. And that's probably why, like, they're so annoyed. Who was the manager when like... Garrick punched someone? Was it Cooper? Yeah, it's Cooper. Yeah, against. Do you reckon that's what finished him? You like he just after that was like right. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it did. Yeah, after after that, like I don't think he ever came back into the team, did he? And then. He went out on loan, and I think that probably finished it off. But that was great. <laughs> I loved that. What a way to end your career at a club. That was when no fans were allowed in the stadium as well. I remember that. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, but we're crying over pace, were we? Like, I just don't... Why yeah. are we just not using... If you're going to go on a free transfer anyway, how desperate do we to free up Garrick's wages? He can't have been on much. No, exactly. This was this is what I mean. Just, this just is the worry. Just fact. put him on the bench, like just chuck him on, see what happens. You've got Cameron Congreve doing it, and yeah, you might be one for the future, but like you haven't really done much, have you? So why couldn't you just try it with Garrick? He's twenty four. He's had a bit of a couple of loans. He had a couple of decent. Yeah, even loans. just to have bodies in, like you said, maybe you know, chuck him in. You'd down yeah, chuck a goal or two, a bit of road pace, yeah. and run at people. Maybe he'll win you a penalty. I don't know. I'm not. Maybe you could have converted him to a wing back, like he yeah. did try. Uh, well, Cooper tried, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's good just, just seems weird that we're so struggling for a squad, and then some of these players you can just let them go. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I was a I was a poor window, and not to sign anybody it was ridiculous. It was quite worrying, really, because I don't know, I don't know where we go from here. I don't. I kind of got get the like. I was just circling back a bit. I just get the feeling there is that divide now between like Russell Martin and the owners. And I think what also made it a bit more dodgy was that they quickly got in and did an interview first and they, before he had a chance to face the media. So they kind of, and they kind of said all the right things on paper again, you know, like, Oh, you know, we tried and it's hard in January and, you know, we really tried and we're committed to the club and we want, you know, we want to push for the playoffs. Like we back Russ and all this. And they said all the right things on paper. So then obviously if, Russell Martin then comes out the next day and just starts like slating them. It looks, it looks bad, and it looks like he's sort of instigating it, doesn't it? So I think that was a bit of a clever play by them as well. So it's a bit worrying because I think, I don't know, if that relationship's not there, are they are they not putting money in because they don't want to back him? Get rid you know, of him. That, I know, 
But um, I'm not saying I want him to go, but it's only going to end one no, way, isn't it? If you're going to no, not back him exactly, you don't trust exactly, him, they exactly. can't be you. If you don't trust the manager, you've yeah. got to get rid of him. Like, but then, exactly. you, what? What? You know, I don't want to be a managerial merry-go-round either. No, no. You're either having a project or you're not. Like, I just look at no, Cardiff, no, this is what look, it, look at how Cardiff have ended up. So that's exactly, what exactly. But I, all, all I and I will say, like, I don't, I don't want him to get sacked at all. I think. This is a long-term project that could really work out. As much as I do, I do criticize him. Like, don't sack him. I don't want him to walk either. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's a bit worrying at the moment. But but again, like with the goalkeeper situation, just looking at it from the owner's point of view, and I don't agree with it, obviously. But if they've gone to them and said, "Oh, look, we need a co- we need a we need a goalkeeper now because Bender's injured," well, they might have said, "Well, well, we spent four hundred k on a." On a goalkeeper in January last year, like you have to use him now, and then you have to have used one of the youngsters as backup. Like we're not buying another goalkeeper. That's that might have been the that might have been the thought process. Um, to kind of understand in that sense, because he did buy Fisher last year, so they can't then say, "Oh, we need another goalkeeper." Now he's like, "Well, Bender's injured, and we bought one last year that yeah. you told us was good enough." Um. Yeah. So they might just be saying, well, you've got to use him till the end of the season and Bender comes back next year. Um, but they could have got a lone goalkeeper in for half a season, couldn't they? Um, so I, I don't know. But I just think, I don't know where this is going to, well, there's only one way it's going to end up if it carries on like this, is Russell Martin is going to walk or um, they're going to sack him. Um, so either they actually start backing up what they're saying and start like, backing us a bit more or they, they've, they've got to go because it's just not going to it's not sustainable No, I did mention Cardiff though, let's just appreciate the fact that they are level on points with Wigan who are in no relegation zone They've been they, so lucky They got a game There's... advantage on the bottom three though if all three of them won or drew they would go into relegation Yeah, I've just how lucky they've been though because like Huddersfield played Blackpool in the week, it was a game in hand I think like if Huddersfield won, then Cardiff would have dropped in and Blackpool scored last minute to draw, so it kept Cardiff out. And then Huddersfield sacked the manager. And then I think Huddersfield win in yesterday and Wigan scored late, so it meant Cardiff still stayed out. It's just like they keep I think it's a psychological thing as well, because if you drop in, it's hard to get out, isn't it? But at the moment, yeah. see these teams can't well, even Cardiff are losing games, they can't get above them. Who knows? It could be us in a couple of weeks. But I think we got a nice gap, but you just don't know, do you? Well, I was gonna. This is what I was gonna highlight as well. So I think like we've agreed. I, I just again, I want to just put it out there that I think the owners have been awful um, in that transfer window, and I fully like support Russell Martin's frustration. But um, I'm looking at this a bit now. We're seven points off the playoffs. Um, only ten points off the relegation zone at the moment. I'm not saying we're not going to get relegated. Like you know, quite fairly-ish confident that we're not going to get relegated. Um, no, I think we got enough in the bank. But we're ten points from the relegation zone. I was looking at this earlier. We got more points than the three teams that went down last year. Yeah. No, 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 we won't go. We won't go down. I'm just saying, like, we could get sucked down into the like lower half of the table where. We're above the relegate, not near the relegation zone, but above it, because we 
we have to play all of the bottom six in the next couple of weeks. We play yeah. all of the bottom six. Now, if we've only won two games in 16, if we're not winning all them games, starting with Blackpool on Wednesday night, we will be slipping right down there. Yeah. Um, and that's worrying. And that's the... Yeah, sorry. Carry that's on. That's right. There's, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, sorry, carry on. I'll have to edit that out. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I'm saying we're not going to get sucked. We're not going to go down, but we could get sucked in. Like, we got to play all of the bottom six at the moment. And then yeah. I think looking at the bottom eight, um, I think like, I think it's QPR. No, it's not QPR. Red in. We have QPR the other day. Didn't we? Obviously, Red in beat us. And yeah, but we play all the bottom six. And I think out of the bottom six at the moment, we beat Cardiff and we beat Blackpool away last minute. Otherwise, we haven't won any of the games. Yeah. We have just QPR, though. We did, did beat we? QPR. And yeah, we beat them at home we, and we drew yeah, away. Yeah, yeah um, no, I mean, it's tough, isn't it? I, I, I think I don't know. It is, it is, this, is, this is why it's really hard at the moment because, like, I I, ov- I obviously back Russell Martin, but then also like he's got to show more on the pitch. I think like again, I don't want him to have this free ride. Yeah, but let's talk we are about all the stuff on the pitch then. Um, before we finish, yeah. his managerial style, stuff that he's been doing, like yeah. been here a year and a half at this point. So has he learned some of the lessons that he should have learned? Um, you know, you look at the game against Birmingham, and a lot of people have been questioning his game management. Um, which is always easy to do in hindsight, I'll say, before we get into any discussion. I, I'm not saying I agree or whatever. I'm just saying in no, hindsight, no, know, it is always easy. Yeah. Um, like I overheard a conversation in coffee shop actually Friday in town where it was, they were talking about like the fact that he brought defenders on when you wouldn't go up. And on paper, that makes sense. But then when you lose, everyone goes at him and it's like you can't win, which I, that is a fair point to make. Um, Perhaps it wasn't the right way to manage that game. And then obviously when play gets injured, you know, you've got more subs at the moment available to you. You can use you can make five substitutions as long as it's only in three occasions. Um yeah. so if you're gonna make three subs, surely you like one of them is like a double sub so that you still have that opportunity. Yeah. Rather than go one, 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 you go one two or two one just so you keep a slot available in case you need it so you're still using the three new players but you kind of you've got two that you can still like bring safety on, net you know? um yeah so the defending we've mentioned is poor against birmingham is poor against sheffield it's been poor really all season if you're honest six clean sheets in 30 games is awful um especially con- considering where we were under cooper we were like going for golden glove and all that the keepers and the most clean sheets it's like the complete opposite um i don't necessarily like if if these keepers were here under cooper don't tell me they wouldn't have had more clean sheets like it's not all on the keeper before we start slating fisher yeah you're right um what's going on in the back and like why are they so hectic and i don't know it's not always because we're giving the ball away i know that we do make us errors like that but we're just poor at the back. No, so we are. The man are management all over the place. and 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 what is the tactics in now defending that are so bad? And I we we're all over the place. Like so I looked at the goals yesterday. Like I said, the first goal, um, 
that 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 berg is free in the middle and he passes it into the net from like 18 yards there's a massive gap between cabango and wood yeah like a massive gap between them which would never i think that's in chance nobody, man, by the way yeah uh, nobody's picking up him up he's got so much space in the middle and, and Cham's not marking anybody. He just strides onto that and passes it into the net. It's right in the corner. And you can't blame Fisher for that one. The defending was awful for that. And then you've got the the second goal is the worst one we've conceded all season for me. Because I know the third one was bad too. And I know people will point to that one. But that free kick was off the bar. When it comes back off the bar, all the players, all the Swans players were in the box, the defenders in the wall and everyone else who was in the box at the time. None of them move. The player runs from the 18-yard box to come and hit it. Manning was trying to head it in the most unconventional way. Manning tries to head it and miss it. But there's about six players there who haven't moved. And this one player has walked in. I just think that's atrocious. It was awful. And I come back to that again about the attitude, just having that like sulk and the body language and like not having the drive. And um, And Cabango highlighted his defensive uh, form in the last uh, goal. And Fisher, I guess, did open himself up for a bit of criticism. I don't know why he came out, really. Yeah, I, he, he, to be fair, he does make a mistake there. But then, you know, it's the, it's the last minute of the game. Um, we're 2-0 down. And five players have let that player run through before Fisher gets there. Yeah. Um, so it was a collective mistake from the whole defence. Um, all of them. Uh, but it's so, like, it's so bad. It's not like... It's not like we concede in goals often either where teams like open us up and you think like, oh, they scored a good, a good goal. goal. Yeah. We are just conceding atrocious goals week in, week out and tons of them as well. And I don't know the, I don't know who the set piece coaches these days because it's, it's awful that we conceded the two set pieces against Birmingham last week, didn't we? Which, um, which cost us. Um, yeah. I, I don't That's know. like back in the old days. We never been able to defend set pieces. And uh, like with the, Going back to the sub as well, I think it was poor because Perot was in the form of his life in that game. He scored two. He took him off, having already taken Cullen off. He took Perot off and put Darlin on. So who's up top then? Whitaker. He brought Whitaker on for <laughs> Cullen, I think. So then it was Whitaker and Perot up there. And then we were playing well going forward. We we're playing really well going forward. And then he took Perot off and put Darling on for an extra defender. And then from that moment, we just dropped back. So Whitaker's like chasing shadows because obviously he's not getting the ball. We've just dropped back completely at 3-2. So it's not just that he's like made the sub. It's obviously like they unless the players have naturally dropped back because they're 3-2 up. But it must be an instruction that he's put another defender on. And they've all just dropped deep. And then yeah. Birmingham just came at us for the last 15 minutes. And even when they equalised, when you go to 3 all, you then have nothing to get back into the game. And that was the frustration. It's like, okay, you've made if you've made the decision to shore us up, but what happens if we do concede now? Because the only thing that could have happened was us conceding equaliser. And then the only thing that could have happened after that was them scoring or we get a draw. Like we were put in that position at home against Birmingham who hadn't won in six um, that that was our option. It was like, well, that's poor. That was a poor result. That was. Yeah, I think it's that just. Is. I think it's just a lot at the moment. I know, like, 
obviously what we get on the pitch is the most frustrating thing because that's what we see week, week in week out but I think like on the pitch and off the pitch there's it's just a mess at the minute real mess I don't know whether the team might January pick up transfer now. window being the way it is as that has knocked the, the window it has knocked the stuff well. in it's not the stuffing out of the club. It's not stuffing out anyone. Everyone. The last thing I wanted to mention, I forgot to mention it earlier. In regards to it, and why that you're saying about like Martin's um, body language and demeanour, knocking the players back and being a bit of a downer. Pardon me. Probably true. But then I, I saw like in the post the pre-match uh, interviews before the Sheffield game, Grimes was calling out Femi, which yeah, which I like fair, fair enough. But like, how much of an impact has that had? And like, Patterson's still there, and he's the same boat, you know. Yeah. Like, maybe it is like just not all happy days in the camp. I don't think it is. I just I don't think it is at the moment. I think that window uh, has just like proper, just taken the stuffing out of everyone, management, players, yeah. fans, everyone. I think everyone's just on a bit of a. Hopefully, yeah. they can pick up form now between now and the end of the season like they'll hopefully they'll get over this blip um and start picking up a couple of wins between now and the end of the season and then we have to start again in the summer but uh at the moment it's just i'm i'm worried for wednesday night mind against blackpool well it'd be interesting wouldn't it but like just for reference as well grimes said um obafemi was a great player for us last season he's one of our top goal scorers but this season not really sure what he's done something along those lines um I love that. Yeah, I did like that. A little bit of a boon. But um, can you imagine, true, though, though? Like, imagine you're playing. Yeah, imagine you're playing. The gritty, that that's what he did. Yeah, you're you're captain of that club, right? Grimes plays week in, week out, ninety minutes. Plays well every week, most weeks, you know, guaranteed eight out of ten. Um, and you've got a player like that who's like, nah, I don't fancy it. I fancy three. You're not just gonna like walk into the training thing and be like, oh, yeah, you're right, mate. Like, how's it going? You'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. So that, and, the, and he probably recognises that that affected the window as well. So I love that he's come out and said, like, well, basically stuff him. Like, he hasn't done anything for this this season. He's sulked, so we crack on. I love yeah, and the way you went to Burnley, and I was like, oh, I really needed to push this move through. Like, yeah, doesn't really... Cool. You probably they probably don't like reading that either, do they? Like the players. This just could be a step, like I kind of made myself feel a little bit better, but it's not completely bad. But we'll see in the next couple of weeks. But just just I feel like the step. season's done, to be honest. I just feel like oh, the season is done. Now the season I'm ready is for definitely next year done. again. Now well, this happened last January, I think, or at least not long after. But I was like, ah, oh, I'm ready for next season. Yeah, things need to uh, things need to change, though. I think. Uh, yeah whatever it is um because there's a lot of things across the board that need changing and uh, not the manager though for now yeah i just don't think that fixes anything does it like you might, no, not be doing the no, best, no. you might not be doing the best job possible but what are you going to do better right now i just don't know no I, again I, by me criticizing i know i don't want him yeah. gone i'm just thinking because if he goes now i think it's a message for everyone i think if he walks now and uh, if he walks or he gets sacked, I think we are really in the shit. Yeah. Because who do we bring in? And it's we've got to start again. Graham Potter, maybe. Yeah, maybe if he gets sacked at Chelsea, yeah. <laughs> that would be... But but also, I, I think, like, like I said... He left because he, left he knew what was going to come in. 
to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but this, but again, this is this frustrates me a little bit because, and this is where I think Russell Martin has been quite clever as well. Like he's positioned himself so well, where he's like, well, same as Cooper though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they've all done it. Yeah, but exactly when Cooper did it, he got absolutely annihilated. Russell Martin is doing the same thing. He's basically all the things he says. He's not stupid. He's saying like, look, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm working. He's basically saying like, look, I'm working with all these restrictions. To the outside, he just looks great, doesn't he? People are mm. thinking like, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's doing it's a really hard job. Yeah. Eh? Cooper got Which slayed, and he got us to the playoffs twice, and he got slayed. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. I don't understand. Line, but we're not even anywhere near that now. This is what I mean. I don't understand the like th- these different narratives. Like Cooper was doing the same thing, and it was like Forest as well, isn't he? You know, they've kind of got absolutely. Yeah, Forrest, good right? manager. Like Russell Martin is a good manager as well. I can say and they're good managers, but then we're in a position now where you you can't say anything negative against Russell Martin, and then before you couldn't, you weren't allowed to say anything positive about Cooper. It's like, yeah. well, I just I don't I just don't understand it, but there we go. Crazy. Let's have a manager for. We need to. We need a consistent manager though for yeah. like five or six years. I don't know if he'll be that long, but a consistent. Nah, I won't. Will be enough. Um, Okay, on that note, um, we'll call it a day there. So thanks very much. Let us know in the comments if you agree or what your thoughts are on everything that we discussed. Kind of didn't really have any answers. We're just talking about the situation more than anything. So hopefully you found it insightful if you did make it this far. So let us know in the comments. Don't forget to subscribe if you did enjoy. And we shall hopefully see you next week. I'm sure we'll get one out next week. We can talk about the actual football maybe a little bit more as well. Yeah. Uh, See you in a bit. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and term supply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 